Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan, your show host and business development manager at Engage. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I want to welcome you to today's show. All right, today's topic is finding the answer to the biggest question right now in digital marketing and social media. What is that question? Well, you need to stick around to find out. We're going to share the question, and also Andrew Davis is going to share the answer, so you don't want to miss it. Also, be sure you stick around for the end of the show, where I will share the Engage Marketing News of the Week. You don't want to miss that, because today it is a tip to help you stand out on LinkedIn. Whether you're looking for a job or looking for more leads, everyone wants to stand out on LinkedIn. So don't go anywhere. I'll be sharing that tip shortly. Now, before we get started on today's topic and I bring in today's special guest, I want to let you know that all of this valuable information and content today is brought to you by Engage. If you haven't visited www.engage.com. That's N-G-A-G-G-E. I'm actually going to pop it up on the screen for you. If you haven't visited our website, make sure you visit our website after the show. On the website, you're going to find the only free forever suite of premium conversational marketing sales and support tools. The only free forever in the world marketing sales and support tools to help you grow and scale your business. You're going to find tools like the CRM, a opportunity to use live chats in your business, utilize bots. We also have tools for automation and help desk. At the end of the show, check out www.engage.com. Whether you need one or two tools for your company or you need an entire suite, Engage has you covered with the latest in technology to basically help your business grow and scale with no locks, no fees, no upgrades, just tons of free tools. Make sure you check it out after the show. All right. Without further ado, we are talking today about the biggest question in digital marketing. What is that question? The question is so simple. The question is, so what? So why do I do that? Why am I doing this? Why does it matter? It's so what? That's the biggest question right now in digital marketing and social media. And our guest today is Andrew Miles Davis. And he is here today all the way from London. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Hey, thanks for having me, Marissa. If you don't know Andrew Davis, if you don't know Andrew Davis, you need to know (laughs) Andrew. Andrew is a keynote speaker and the founder of Talk Digital. He is renowned for helping organizations transform their business development, communications, and marketing activities through digital platforms. 
He has given over 700 company trainings or keynote talks, has trained over, well over 11,000 people globally, and has 20 plus years of experience working in the digital marketing space. Andrew's experience includes moderating chat rooms for Pop Idol and Liverpool FC, producing shows for the digital station BBC Radio One Extra, and he was also part of the rise and fall of MySpace.com from 2006 to 2009. Who in our audience remembers MySpace? Drop us a comment in the comment section. Also, Andrew sat on the Ofcom Advisory Committee in England for four years, where he ensured a strong focus on innovation, technology, and diversity. Andrew's impressive career work for some of the UK's most prominent corporate names, and some of these names are also global as well, KPMG, Ogilvy, Saatchi and Saatchi, Accenture, Virgin Media, and the Royal Mail are just a few of his clients. His highly engaging strategic workshops, and I know he just got off of one right before <laughs> the show, <laughs> um, show how a digital lens can attract new business and improve relationships with existing customers while answering the most popular question in digital marketing and social media now. So what? Today, he's going to help us understand that question, why it's the biggest question in digital marketing, and he's going to give us the answer to that question. Andrew. Welcome to the show, my friend, all the way from London. Hi, how are you doing? Nice, nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Now, if you have a question for Andrew during our show, make sure that you drop a comment in the comment section so we can answer it right here live on our show. Now, we're, we're right now on Facebook. We are streaming on YouTube, and we're also streaming live in. So drop a question. We would love to answer it for you while we have Andrew here on the show. Andrew, tell us a little bit about your background and tell our audience how you originally got into your position now as a keynote speaker, founder of Talk Digital, and real digital marketing guru. Sure. So I've only worked in digital uh, since I graduated university uh, back in 2001. My first job was I used to moderate chat rooms and forums for the television show Pop Idol, as you mentioned. So Pop Idol, if you don't know, um, it was it was the show that really launched American Idol because it was Simon Cowell's first uh, really judging TV show. So I used to work there, moderate chat rooms and forums, because back then, 20 years ago, the only way that your audience could speak to your end users online was via chat rooms and forums. So I worked for them. I worked for Sony PlayStation. I worked for a site called Friends Reunited and Liverpool Football Club. Um, I then went and worked at the BBC where I worked on digital radio. So that's when I started to really kind of understand content in, in the form of digital content. Um, and in 2006, I actually was doing a show in San Francisco um, and I was approached by a, a small startup company that just been bought by Rupert Murdoch for about 600 million then. Um, and they wanted me to be part of the team to launch MySpace in the UK. So as part of the team to launch MySpace, um, to give you an idea, it was when Facebook was only available to students. So that's kind of like when I first joined MySpace. So, um, and I was there for, as you mentioned, the rise. I saw it go from about 30, 40 million to the biggest website in the world. Um, then I also see it kind of lose uh, lose a lot. So I kind of got out halfway and uh, so I know what, what to do and what not to do. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, and then since 2009, I've been fortunate enough to go all over the world training organizations on how to use the internet to do X. And X really answers the question that this is this uh, session's about, which is, so what? Why are we doing it in the first place? And that's pretty much how I got into my my position now. I think it's so interesting that your background is a blend of different industries. From my experience, some of the most brilliant people, especially brilliant speakers, have a very unique you know, way or a path that took them to their speaking career. So I just think that's very interesting, especially the music background. And I think it's so great that you're working in the digital space now, because as we're going to see during our time together, you have a lot of information and experience to offer your clients. So that actually takes me to my next question for you, Andrew. What is the most common problem that a client like Saatchi and Saatchi or Virgin Media is coming to you to help solve? Well, generally speaking, the most common problem is it depends on also the level of, of where the problem's coming from. So generally speaking, the most pro- most common problem is what's the ROI? So now we've gone through this digital transformation or we're going through this digital transformation. So it's not a case of does digital work or does social media work. It's more of a case of what's the value of a like or what, how, how can we really get the most out of this? We, 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 we're on different platforms, but are we doing it for the sake of doing it or are we doing it for a reason? And then if there is a reason, how can we strategically, well, how can we put together some form of plan and showcase that and that's kind of i would say is the biggest challenge for especially senior when it comes to junior who you don't need to convince them to to do social media for me the biggest challenge is connecting them to the business of it because what you'll find is that you've almost got different different ends of the spectrum the older people let's say um they they get business but they might not understand social media or some of the platforms um and then you've got the younger audience that gets the platforms, but they don't understand how to connect it to business just purely because of experience. So that's, I would say, is like some of the, the biggest challenges that you'll find. That's so interesting, bringing up that it is true, different age groups understand mm-hmm. almost different parts of this very complex digital marketing world. And yeah. some of the, like you said, the younger generations understand everything there is to know about social media, but when they're wanting to be their own boss or start their own company or start coaching, they don't understand how to take their knowledge of social media and then transform it, like you said, into something that is usable and something that helps their return, right? Yeah, exactly. And then you have yeah. the, the higher ups, maybe a CEO that wants to step away, right, from a company and maybe start his own business who understands a lot of the digital marketing world and what needs to happen, but then he doesn't know how to take social media and digital marketing and, and actually make it happen. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Almost same question, regardless really then of really almost the same question, regardless of company size and industry. Am I right? Or do you find uh, this is where it changes slightly in the sense that mm-hmm. When I work with large organizations, some of their biggest challenges is to do with flexibility because this digital world, everything's going at 100 miles per hour. So everything's going really, really quick. And sometimes, for example, a lot of marketing is to do with um, real time. What's happening right now? Can we respond? Some large organizations need sign off for certain things. So they miss out on a lot or when they do get sign off, 
it's too late. The moment's gone. So that's some of the biggest challenges they have. And also, I realized that the issue is not usually digital. It's usually some internal problem, internal politics. That's, that happens quite a lot um, when it comes to large organizations. With small organizations, for them, it's usually a resource. And that's usually time, money, skill. They're kind of like the main ones that kind of um, hurts them. When I say small, it could be a, a small startup. Um, it could be entrepreneur, individuals. Um, it even could be slightly medium-sized organization. It's usually the resource. And can we afford to get somebody working on something for six months where we're not seeing a return immediately? And so they're kind of like some of the challenges that you you see across, uh, regardless of the size. Um, yeah, regardless of the size. And also regardless whether it's B2B or B2C. That's another thing I've noticed as well. Interesting. One thing that automatically pops into my head since our platform engage is all free, right? Sales and support tools. It's a great tool for someone who maybe does have a startup and you are very budget conscious and you're thinking, how do I, right? How do I do this? How do I do that? How do I reach out to my customers? How do I set up automation? How do I find somebody who can do media work for me, create videos? What's nice is engage is a platform where a lot of those tools are free. So Things to think about when you are considering maybe starting your own business or taking your maybe concrete brick and mortar store into, let's say, a different channel like the internet or, you know, using multiple channels to reach out to your consumers. Yeah, definitely. Utilize those free platforms when you can. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're here today to help us understand the biggest question right now when it pertains to social media and digital marketing. And You've helped coach over 11,000, and and we were talking before the show, 11,000 professionals in your career, and you said, Marissa, it's probably well over that. So let's just say <laughs> 20,000, right, professionals in your career. And yeah. one of the questions, whether it's a millennial who knows social media or a CEO who knows digital marketing and needs help with social media, right, um, one of the biggest questions that people ask you is, so what? What does that mean, Andrew? What does that question mean? And how can you help us understand the answer to that question? Sure. So when, it, when I say so what, it really, it's not a case of, is this a fad? Should we do it or not? I think we've kind of gone past that stage, but it really kind of goes down to the ROI and looking at the reason to do it. Because what is a hundred thousand friends really worth? What is 100,000 followers really mm-hmm. worth? And that mm-hmm. is the question that they might not say, so what? But that's the question eventually that they will be that will come up. And then I'll just say to them, so what? And they'll say, yes, that's it. So what? Why are we doing this? Um, and this is what a lot of what I do is, is, is show them the value. Because the reality is in this world that we live in now, mm-hmm. you've got when you look at a typical sales funnel, so you do an event, there's 100 people at the event, and then you've got tw- 10, 12 people who decide to buy your product. We understand that. But the reality is now you're not just going to get buyers, you're also going to get contributors, and both are valuable to an organization. A buyer is someone who buys your product or service, and yes, they keep the lights on, but a contributor might not buy your product or service, but they can easily tell a 1,000 of their friends um, I'm using social media. It's not difficult to get access to a thousand people nowadays. And out of those thousand people, you might get two or three that end up down that sales funnel or that f- whatever funnel you want to call it. 
but also they help with these soft metrics that are very hard to measure, but we all need in this world that we live in now. Perception, impact, trust, authenticity, all of these things that, as I said, they're very hard to measure and they've always been hard to measure regardless of digital is there or not. Um, but we all need them, especially now more than ever. So this, then it goes down to, okay, cool. I understand what you're saying in theory, but how do we measure that? Cause it always kept on going back to metrics and data and analytics. And this is where it's a case of educating the, whoever it may be to say the world has changed. You can't measure the game of American football with soccer goals. You know, you can't measure that. It's a, you're playing two different games. So what we need to do is what I say to people is we need to put a, a digital lens across a traditional business. It's not a case of then saying, right, let's start completely uh, new. Um, it's a case of saying, all right, well, what does what are you comfortable with? And what does this now look like in a digital world? And that is really what um, the first part of answering the question of so what? The next thing we kind of look at is why are we doing this? What are some of your business objectives? Are you doing it for sales? Are you doing it for awareness? Are you doing it for um, building brand and credibility? Is it for events online or offline? Is it for customer service? Is it for positioning and thought leadership? Is it for reaching different audiences? Is it for crisis management? Is it to get people back to your website? So there's a numerous what I call so what factors. And depending, this goes back to the, the question you asked before, depending on the size of their company depends on what they usually choose. Um, because for example, if you're a small business, crisis management might not be at the top of your list. But if you're a big organization, uh, like, like um, I don't know, somebody like, uh, I don't know, a big telecom brand, customer like service and reputation management. Right. Sorry? I said like AT&T yeah. or T-Mobile. Yeah, like AT&T or T-Mobile. Virgin Media. Virgin is going to play a big part. So that is that for them will be, okay, that will be our so what factor. Because what I've realized being in this space, and I've been in social media from the beginning, and even if you really look at digital marketing, from when I, I was working full time in 2001, so 20 yeah. years or my third decade, what I've realized is that, Nothing has changed. And this surprises people when I say that. And this is 20 years deep. Nothing has changed professionally because you still need something to sell. You still need somewhere to sell it and you still have to sell it to someone. Mm -hmm. That hasn't changed. And that you can throw in the coronavirus in there as well. Um, that hasn't changed. But when we do talk about things moving all the time, really, we're talking about people's behavior and technology. So once we kind of work out the, the so what factors, once we realize what's changing and what's not, then the next thing we need to understand that this whole thing we're doing is playing one big game. Everything is just one big game. And the game we're playing is content marketing or social media or email marketing. And then you've got to work out the rules of the game because how you go about using digital depends on your so what factors. So if, for example, it was about research or trying to influence a conversation, you're going to listen more. Okay, well, what platforms are people using? What hashtags are they using? What keywords are they using? Who are the influencers in this space that's having these conversations? 
where if you wanted to create awareness about your product, then you're probably going to be creating content. But once you click publish, you have a checklist and publish and pray is not a tactic, you know, publish something on YouTube and, and pray that the viral gods will take it viral is not, that's not a tactic. Right. Right. I've never heard that before. And I really like that publish and pray. I think and if, yeah, it's not a tactic. Yeah. If I can just uh, chime in here for a second, I want to kind of, I kind of want to wrap up a few things you just said, because mm. I see a lot of people are just joining the conversation right now. Sure. And if you're just joining us, uh, this is Digital Marketing Intelligence Ask the Experts. We're a weekly show. We're produced by Engage. And today's guest is Andrew Davis. He's visiting us from London. And we're answering the biggest question right now in digital marketing and social media. And that, that question is so simple, but it's so what? And Andrew is sharing with us a, a few a few interesting thoughts on the question. And really, it's not uh, one question on, on one area. It's really, there's lots of almost little so what's. You're, you're asking, you know, so what in terms of, you know, which way you want your business to go? Like, why do you want to be on social media? What's the end goal? You're also asking yourself, so what? Um, why am I doing this? Is it for customer service, as Andrew just said? Is it for sales or to build brand awareness? So I think what I'm learning, and I want to make sure that my takeaway here is correct, Andrew, yeah. you need to really be questioning your if you're whether you're starting your own business, right? And a lot of people have done that right now during the pandemic, whether you're starting your own business or you already have a business and you're looking to expand your channels. Maybe you have a store, you want to be on the internet, on a website, you want to be on Instagram. You know, you have to almost check yourself along the way, whether you, you know, want to take it to a digital level or you're already digital and you're trying to improve your message. You have to ask yourself, so what all along the, the path, right? And, right? and check yourself to understand why you're doing certain things. Is, is that my, am I, is my takeaway right? Pretty much. Yeah. Because the thing is, it's it, the first is kind of like, all right, well, what is this? Um, and we've kind of gone past that stage. Now we're in this so what stage. Okay, well, so what? Why are we, why, why we going to spend this much money um, really? Yes, we're doing it because everyone else is doing it, but why? What are the objectives? How does it connect with everything else that we're doing? And then the last stage would be, okay, what now? Now what do oh, we do yeah. with this? And then once no, we kind of – and that usually you get to that stage once you've kind of really – feel comfortable with the so what stage. Um, and this is essentially what I've noticed. And it happens time and time and time again uh, for, for all businesses of all sizes. Um, but you're constantly asking yourself, so what? Okay, great. So what? So what? And that's something um, you'll never end up, you'll never stop doing. Um, it's another way of saying A-B testing. When people do A-B testing, okay, this worked versus that. Okay, great. So what? Okay, this is the reason why. Um, and yeah, it's just a constant question. And, uh, Andrew, I want to stop you for just a moment and yep. let you know, we've got a great comment. So I wanted to share it. If you have a comment or a question about the show right now, or if you really want to pick Andrew's brain, he's all the way from across the pond in London, drop your comment in the comment section below. Samantha Goodmanson says, I love watching this show. I find the information very valuable and interesting. Thanks for delivering such awesome information. Mm -hmm. Samantha, thank you so much for tuning Thanks, in Samantha. and watching. If you have a question for Andrew, whether it's about digital marketing, whether you even have a question maybe about his background or how he got into speaking and, and founding his company, go ahead and drop that in the comment section and we'll make sure we get to that during our show.
Let's talk a little bit about, um, as the founder of Talk Digital, and um, with a, a very impressive list of clients that you've worked with, uh, Saatchi and Saatchi, you know, Virgin Media, everybody knows Virgin. Um, let's talk a little bit about, and, and if you can share, great, and if you can't, I understand, but can you share maybe an example of a client um, and how you help them, you know, answer this so what sure. question? So generally speaking, um, what I've realized is that this is simple. It's not easy, but it is simple. Hence why you've got 15-year-old millionaires doing it. <laughs> They've not finished high school yet and they're making millions. So we're not really going out uh, creating Google's algorithm or working out like an engineer from Amazon. We're just answering three simple questions. And that the questions are, what content can we create? How can we promote that content to the relevant people? And what can we get them to do? What content can we create? How can we promote that content to the target audience? And what can we get them to do? Or three words, create, distribute, convert. So when I'm working with clients, regardless, after a while, you start noticing the same needs, the same wants, the same challenges keep on coming up. And I've noticed that essentially everything boils down to those three things. And if you can deliver consistently, you will have success because every single successful organization and every organization on the internet, if they want to use social media or digital marketing to get their message out there or to increase sales, they're going to have to create content. Okay. But then they're going to have to promote that content to somebody. And then if you can't get, if you can't convert, then you have a hobby. And that is what separates personal use from professional use. So they want them to do something. And yeah. that something goes back to your objectives. So if it was, I wanted sales, then your so what would be, uh, then the conversion would be to do with sales or lead generation. If mm -hmm. it was more to do with awareness, it might be, we want it to go viral. That's, we want more people to share. So really every organization, your T-Mobile or your the, the, the 15 year old makeup Instagram model, uh, you're doing that. You're creating content, you're promoting that content and you're getting someone to take some form of action. Interesting. Now, let's talk a little bit about content creation. Yeah. Because as someone who I feel like I'm pretty well versed, right, in social mm -hmm. media, in social media, technology, digital marketing, there's also some areas where I know I feel a little bit overwhelmed. There's so much, you know, you sure. say Andrew that things uh really are the same even though behavior is different. Let's just talk about some of the key places right now that you're seeing people create content for. Sure. So obviously when it comes to content, a lot of it depends on the platforms. So again, if your YouTube is mainly videos, if it's Instagram, reels are sort of very popular right now, and but video and images, depending on the platform, that's really what happens. But when it comes to creation of content, a lot of it goes down to convenience because convenience if you look at some of the biggest platforms in the world or the biggest companies in the, over the last 10 years what they all have in common is convenience how can i make yeah. it more convenient for the end user when you look at your your suite of free tools it's how can i make the the, the small company or the large company's life more convenient for them mm -hmm. so everyone is in this everyone's trying to create convenience it's the same as netflix i don't know if you've got netflix but Every film I type in Netflix is never on Netflix. There's always a similar title to the actual film I want, 
but I still pay for Netflix because I'm paying really for the convenience, not the content. So because of that, when people consume content, it's based on convenience. Facebook will tell you that videos is the is the thing for that's 80% of Facebook is going to be videos. And all companies will tell you that because they're going to get paid off of the video advertising. So it's in their right. benefit for, for more people to create videos. Right. But actually, if you sent somebody sent me a video right now and it's important, I'm doing this. I can't watch it. Mm-hmm. But if you sent me a text message or image, I might be able to kind of see it as well. I might be able to just kind of consume it quickly. Right. Um, if I'm at the gym, um, I can't watch a video, but my phone might be in my pockets and I can listen. So content is multi-purpose now. So when I worked at radio, I created radio shows for radio, but now I watch radio on a video platform via my phone, if that makes sense. Because yeah. convenience plays is, is massive. And if, unless you're a news team, you'll burn out very quick if you had to create content all the time. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to creation of content, there's actually, there's probably many ways, but the, the three main ways that I focus on when I'm, I'm, I'm helping people create content okay. is one is making content. And this is what everyone kind of knows. Right now we're making content. We're recording this and we've we're got a video. We'll post it. We can chop up the video. We can take out the audio and we can put that as a podcast. We're creating content. We're making content. Okay. The second way is you can document. So rather than make, you can document. So documenting is me just putting up my phone and just recording and just saying, right now I'm on a podcast with uh, Marissa and Engage, and I can just put that to my stories. Mm-hmm. Or if you think about it, when we're going back and forth on email or in inbox, or as the kids say, sliding in the DMs, um, <laughs> this is, you're still, you're documenting and it's still mm-hmm. a form of content. You can also leave comments. You know, I, I, I'm always on LinkedIn. So for every piece of content I post, I always leave about 10 comments. And I've had comments which has got hundreds of likes and people's then followed me because of my comment. So I didn't even have to create. That takes the pressure off me. I just need to come up with something interesting to say in the comments. So that's the second way. And the third way I say to people is be the DJ. A DJ gets paid a substantial amount of money to play other people's music. And what you can do is you can curate content. You can find relevant information, relevant content, post, and then give credit to whoever you got. On Twitter, the most basic way is Twitter when you retweet or an email when you forward an email. Um, but you can do that as well. And people are defined now by what they share rather than where they click. You know, Web 1.0 is I went to Ask Jeeves, I went to eBay, I went to uh, Alta Vista, wherever it was. Mm-hmm. Web 2.0, the social side of things, was where did you, what did you share? And that's why we've got influencers, because essentially what they do is they just share their lives, their information, etc. So mm-hmm. when I break it down like that, then all of a sudden it takes the, cres- the pressure off of making. Now we can start building a content strategy, because as I said, Google, Facebook, they'll tell you to create more content because they get paid off of your content. You know, Yes, you do need to create content but there are different ways to create so that's pretty much what i say if that makes sense makes total sense so asking yourself the question so what at Mm. the beginning of any sort of digital marketing campaign or taking a business into a digital 
let's just say place. Maybe you yeah. again have a brick and mortar shop and you want to take it digital. Asking yourself, so what? At the very beginning of your of building your business strategy, your digital yeah. business strategy is key to figuring out what your needs are. Once you figure out what your needs are, now let's say your needs are sales. Let's keep it very simple. Your needs are sales. The next step is creating content in your new digital platform. Then you also have to ask yourself, essentially, so what? Why am I creating the platform? The, the um, content, right? Well, yep. we know we're creating it for sales, but specifically, what is the content going to say to create the call to action, to reach the target demographic. So you just have to ask yourself, so what, every step of the way, which we figured yep. out. But then once you get to that place where you are creating content, you're sharing with our audience now that there's three different ways to go about creating content in this new digital space. And the first yep. is actually creating content, like you said. Yeah. I'll call that making content. Yeah, making it. Yeah. Making. So you've got the idea of a live stream or a podcast or a video or perhaps even something that is just a visual image or a blog. You have the option of actually making something yourself. Then you have the option of uh, doing a documentary style, you know. Yeah, uh, documenting, content, yeah. Documenting yeah. content. Mm. And then the third option is really resharing other people's content, commenting on it, giving credit where credit is due. But those three options are ways that people can answer, you know, and, and figure out um, how to answer the so what, right, of their yeah. digital marketing branding or digital marketing campaign. Um, this is very interesting because as, as much as you said, um, things haven't changed in the sense that the need is still basic, right? The need is either to sell or to, you know, create a loyal customer base or, yeah. you know, obtain a client or a lead. The basic need right now is very much the same as it's always been, except as you shared earlier, our behaviors are different now because we are really bombarded by so many different channels and directions. Yeah. Convenience is very important. You shared as well. So behavior and technology. And tech, there you go, behavior and it's technology. behavior and technology because technology will dictate the digital transformation we're going in. AI and mm -hmm. uh, machine learning, the platforms, mm -hmm. mobile was a big game changer. So it's either behavior or technology is what is changing all the time. That, that, that's what's moving so quickly. Interesting. Now, Engage does offer free tools. And one of those tools um, allows you to have a multi-channel platform, be able to reach your customers where Andrew just said it's convenient um, on social media, whether that's on Instagram or Facebook, on LinkedIn, um, using live chat on their phone, SMS. I think it's so important. And you touched on this, Andrew, for any anything and everything to be convenient for your customers. And you said so that, good. but isn't that yeah. one of the biggest things now, especially because digital marketing is really a huge umbrella and it's everywhere. Wouldn't you say that's one of the most important things? Yeah, hundred percent. And that's why I say behavior technology because convenience goes into a behavior change. Um, in a traditional world where we consume content, it was either going to be TV, radio or print essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, now we're bombarded by so many different things. So it goes into convenience. What's more convenient for me? Cause we have options. Once you have options then convenience can come into it. When you hardly have any options then it's, it's slightly different. 
So because of that, it's important. But I also feel it's important that once one of the biggest so what questions that you'll ask when you create content is, okay, how are people going to see it? Because you can create the best content in the world, but if no one sees it, so what? So that question comes in again. And that's the next stage where it's, how are you going to promote this content? Because I find a lot of organizations feel comfortable in the creation stage. Okay. But I've worked with a lot of got people that's made millions online, hundreds of thousands a month these guys are making. And all of them will say, when it comes to their success, two things. The money is in the list. And secondly, spend 20% of your time on creation, 80% on promotion. So this is something that's very important as well. I'm not necessarily, I agree with the 20, 80%, but what I do agree with is you need to promote the, 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 the content that you're creating. Absolutely. And online, not including advertising or going to a direct URL, there's only three ways people are going to find anything you put on the internet anyway. And that is search, sharing, or by accident. So what you need to be working out is what keywords is it? am I going to use so people can find my blog or whatever piece of content? Why would anyone share this content? And how does it work with the algorithm of the website that I'm using? So how does it appear on the, the Facebook news feed or the related videos to YouTube? Because I cannot think, and I put this to any, any, uh, anyone listening right now, I can't think of any other ways that people will find content. And I've asked thousands of people this and not one person's come back with another way. Um, share, share those three things again. How do people find content these days? They're either going to find it because they shared it. Yeah. Cause somebody shared that content and within share, I'm going to put word of mouth, retweeting, forwarding recommendations, etc. Searching. So they've typed something into any platform and then it's coming up or third is algorithms. And that's where you find it by accident or you stumbled across it. So I can't think of any other ways and not including going to a direct URL. So your direct website or advertising. And when you break down advertising, advertising is doing exactly the same thing. Either search advertising based on keywords, which is Google, either interest. So based on shares, which is social media, or, you know, when you go on a website, you're looking at some shoes and four days later, those shoes are chasing you all around the, the, uh. the internet. And you're finding yeah. it by accident. That's remarketing, retargeting. Um, that's stumbling across it. So even advertising's gone that way. So again, if you if you do, please let me know because it helps me with my training. And I can like, I can add it. Um, but um, I've asked thousands of people this, and no one's come up with another way. So I know all I could think of is what if you gift somebody, but then that's sharing. So that you're sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sharing it. Some people will say, well, what about trending topics? That's because you're finding it by accident because the algorithms will do that. So hashtags, how are you finding the hashtags? So it's all, it all pretty much goes down to those three things. I want to share one comment with you, Andrew, and then we have two questions to wrap sure. up our show. So Corrine says, love watching this show. Thank you so much, Corrine. And now we have a question from Shristi. This looks like a great question. Hi, Andrew and Marissa. Very interesting insights. As you said, content approach should be different for different platforms, but getting the right content for the right platform can sometimes be challenging. Can you suggest some fast ways of creating content or some strategies that can help? Sure. That's a great question, Tristy. Yeah, it's a great question. Thank you for that. 
the reality is right now we need to be part artist, part scientist. So part creative, part data driven. We need to look at both. So for example, when if you're struggling with content, one of the first things I always do is I listen. Okay, well, what content is working for other people? What types of content is working for other people? Um, and I look. I might use a site like BuzzSumo, which tells you what content is being shared on what platform. So I kind of know what content works on Twitter because that content might not work on Instagram. So I'll do my scientist analytical looking at data. But the only problem I find with this, and this is where the narrative that I find in this digital world is that everyone's so data driven. Mm-hmm. The problem data might tell you TikTok is the best place to be right now. But if you can't come up with something creative that's going to get somebody's attention, it's then relevant, it doesn't matter. Right? You're just one of millions who upload every day. So that means it goes down to coming up with with something, um, a creative way to get people's attention because attention comes first. If you don't get my attention, it doesn't matter what you do. The rest of it is irrelevant. So you need to get someone's attention. So this is really what it uh, breaks it down to. Other than that, the question might be, how do I get people to find my content? Which goes down to, I talked about just a minute ago, which is to do with promotion. Because what you'll find sometimes is you might post something and you get zero views and someone else posts exactly the same thing. And then they get hundreds of thousands, but they've got a community which really says it's because they've got a big community, which goes down to how they've promoted the community. So that's the only difference because content is subjective. What we, what we we might disagree what we think is good content. So it's not necessarily let's create amazing content because amazing could be, is different for everybody. So then it goes down to, all right, this, let's look at, let, success leaves clues. So let's see what's worked. Um, and then we can do it that way. So hopefully that answers your question. Thank you so much. One thing that comes to mind as you share that uh, information to Shristi and the rest of us here tuning in, you have quite the following on your LinkedIn. And uh, you just use the example of one person can post something and get zero views. Somebody Mm -hmm. else can post the same thing and get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of views. So I do want to ask your opinion about something regarding, you know, different platforms. I notice on LinkedIn you have a very solid mix of business-oriented posts and also cheeky, fun kind of posts. You just posted something the other day. It was a woman getting mugged, right? And she's got her purse in her hand and the guy's Mm. trying to grab her purse. He hops out of a car to grab her purse. Well, what does this little cheeky lady do? She goes, oh yeah, you want my purse? She throws it down the street. What does the crook do? He runs down the street to grab her purse. In the meantime, what does she do? She hops in his car that's still running and drives away. <laughs> Who made out in that scenario, right? She did. Listen, it was a fun, cheeky video, but it, it isn't always something that you would expect to see on LinkedIn. So yeah. I, I think I want to ask you this question. Let me make sure I form this into a question. If someone's just tuning in and joining us, what is your opinion or perception for kind of shaking things up on a platform. People think of LinkedIn as recruiters, job seekers, people looking for leads or clients. What do you think about, you know, kind of changing it up sure. and putting something funny or cheeky to, to get attention and get follows and get likes? So with that post, what mm-hmm. I put for the copy, I've just put it, put it in front of me and I called it the art of business. Always be prepared to counter someone. And then I right. talked about a bit about negotiation. So for me, what I've found is that I can put a dog video up as long as I make it relevant 
to what people know me for, which is about marketing, advertising, innovation. Great tip. Um, okay. And so. I don't always like if my whole thing was just funny videos like that, then I'll become a meme, a meme account. So, and I don't want to do that. So you'll see that video, but then the next video you might see is some technology NFT Gucci trainer, um, or followed by a, a, a video about some advertising campaign or innovation. So when I come to posting silly content, it's never silly, 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 or funny, funny, funny. It's usually funny, and then I won't do anything funny until two or, two or three days later. But you so tie I it actually, back to what you're yeah, known for, right? You tie everything. I'm um, yeah, because that builds my personality. Because that's the thing. So I don't often like I don't often do videos of me just talking to camera and putting it up on on LinkedIn. Like I don't really do those type of videos. Um, but I still want to show off my personality and my personality is a bit of cheeky, a bit tongue in cheek, a mm. bit of the, the old English chappy, uh, but also showing them that I do know my stuff. Uh, and that is, a, that is a mixture. Cause I want people, I, I often say, be the DJ, you know, imagine you, you're a DJ, people waiting for you to see what song's next. And I'm playing my music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly it's like oh, okay you've walked into a club in vegas this dj's walked on and they're lo they're looking to hear your music exactly <laughs> that's a really great tip you have to be the dj especially on social media and with digital yeah. marketing you have to be the dj of your own brand the dj exactly. of your content and and if the content doesn't reflect who you are yeah then it's not really reflecting your brand exactly and, and one thing i'll say is on LinkedIn, a year ago, when the pandemic started, I only had about, I think, 3,000 followers. Um, and then I've, I've now I've got about 15,000. So it's it's only been in the last year where I've doubled down. And the main reason is because I've been on LinkedIn since, my, since I was at BBC. So it would have been about 2005. Um, but this last year, I've just... When I, because I'm trained all over the world, I just busy, so I'm constantly on, on, on walk, walking around. The other thing, as well, um, is I suffer from repetitive strain injury, so I have problems typing, so I can't type like everybody else because I, that equals pain. So, for me, I've never been that active. So, if I've trained and then I'm not going to jump on my phone after training while I'm on the train or wherever, how I'm getting home because that equals pain. So, mm -hmm. I have like, um uh, speech recognition software. I have different uh, certain things that I've got to help me like type. So because I've been at home, I've been allowed to do that. And because I've been allowed to do that, I can be a bit more active. Um, also, if I'm training today, say I was trained an hour before this, I don't have to then travel two hours to get home. Uh, I, I literally switch my computer off and then I just walk into my living room. So that buys me time. So that's why I've done that. And I've also set up a company page, um, which I'm doing exactly the same thing. And I've grown that to about 5,000 followers since January. So, and this is LinkedIn, which is notoriously hard to grow. It's not like Instagram or, or, or Facebook or TikTok. Um, but it's, it's I, I just practice what I preach. But I often say to people, don't have to believe me. Um, in fact, don't believe a word I say, try it. Cause I guarantee this stuff will work. I've been, I've been working in this space a long time now and I've, I've I've probably been involved in one of the largest research experiments by accident just because I'm face to face with clients and they're constantly telling me the problems that they 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 have. So um yeah. Wonderful.
Absolutely wonderful. You're a prime example of someone who has taken the time during the pandemic to really grow and scale your business. So you're a great inspiration to everybody who's watching. Andrew, I have one more question for you. Sure. And before I get to that, Shristi does say that's helpful. And thank you so much for answering her question. All right. Last question, unless you have one you're watching and you want to drop it in the comments. Last question for you, Andrew, before yeah. our engaged marketing news of the week. This question comes to us from Dolly. She says, once we have the content and the platforms, what would you recommend the best the best way to manage the leads coming in from all these different channels, from the multiple channels? I know so, I can answer that because Engage will help you do that. I was going to say, I was going to say, you need a good CRM system. So a good CRM system like Engage um, to, to manage it. So again, when it comes to getting, depending on obviously what, what you're doing, but a good CRM system is worth its weight in gold. Um, and it doesn't have to be too complicated either. It can be very simple. It's just you need to work out what works best for you because what works best for you is going to be the best for you to deliver. And people go to the organization they understand the best, not mm. the best organization. So, and that's something that um, I heard a while ago and I really believe people go to the to the brand they understand the best, not necessarily the best brand. So I'll be honest. I'm not a fan of Apple, uh, even though I've got like three iPhones, two MacBooks, <laughs> iPad, Apple TV. They get you in their ecosystem. But I understand Apple. So that's why I stick. I tried to go Samsung. I tried to go Android. It just didn't work with me. Now, Android might be a better phone. You know, it might be a much better phone. But I I understand Apple. So one of the things when it comes to building your leads is what do you understand the best? You know, you could look at, let's say, Engage, look at their CRM system. Does it make sense to me? Yes, it does. That means you don't have to then go and spend most of your time trying to find another CRM system where you could actually just be working. Uh, and that's why when it comes to on my website, I've got a list you know, and I've got Andrew, five. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop up your website now because okay, we're going to cool. wrap up the show in, in just a minute. But I'll cool. pop up your website now. So that people can go ahead and screenshot that and be able yep. to so, visit after the show. Yeah, andrewmilesdavis.com. And on it, there's a there's a blog post which is called free tools. So I've got a blog post of over 531 free tools. And when I say free, I don't mean free for seven days or 14 days. I mean completely free forever tools. And they will be content creation tools. There will be content curation tools. There will be tools and influencer marketing tools to be more productive so Andrew, all many tools Andrew, and of course Andrew you know you're gonna have to get engaged.com on that list of you. course I think you guys are on it already oh you guys are on it already I think you was part of the first because I've been building this up for a number of years uh, so it started off on 300 and now it's uh, it's over 500 the wow. next one hopefully I'll get done in the next uh month or so it'll be over 600 um and the key is not so much trying to think of how many it's a case of saying, you know what, actually engage is all I need because you don't want to waste time on, on sh the whole shiny tool syndrome. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I I've, I've been there myself and at the end I'll spend months and then at the end I'll just go back to the one I, I liked at the beginning. So this is key. It's, it's understanding what's the one that kind of works for you. Um, and that is pr pretty much some of the best ways. The other thing as well is don't be afraid to do some of the things that you did before. You know, if you're good on the phone, get people on the phone. Um, and that's why CRM systems are, are, are good. You don't always have to try and convert people via social media. 
social media could just be good for lead generation, or it could be just to create awareness. When you speak to somebody, they say, ah, I know who you are. Um, right. I've heard of you. I've seen your content. That right. that made me laugh. Or, well, and what I do on LinkedIn is I use it as a good way to engage with people. So people, when I, if I send you a request, it won't be just a blind request where it's like, hey, we've got something in common. We're, we're, we're in digital marketing. It's usually, you liked my piece of content. I'm glad you liked it. Um, if you if you want to connect, let's connect. And and I probably have a an between eighty to ninety percent conversion rate when I do it that way. Awesome! So many valuable insights today. And one of the things that you just mentioned about tools, I want to take just a minute and chime in and say that Engage just recently totally revamped their platform, their, their user interface to make it even more simple and more easy to use. Nice. So those changes are rolling out today and will be ready in place on Monday. So if you're watching this, put a little reminder on your calendar. I would say Monday, go to engage.com. That way you see our brand new interface with just five easy to use tabs. You've got the CRM, you've got live chat, you've got multiple channels. You can set up all your social media to be on you know, so uh, Instagram, I can't even say them all, Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> um, everywhere, Twitter, TikTok, everything. And then you've got a place to manage all of your information as well in that great CRM. All right, Andrew, I've got to wrap up the show. But before sure, I, do, no. I want to share how people can connect with you and reach out to you after the show. So is LinkedIn a great place for people to connect with you? Yeah, LinkedIn is the main place. Um, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, but I don't really use them. Um, if you want to see more about me talking about content marketing or curating, if you want to listen to the DJ, um, LinkedIn is the best place for me. That's where that's where I uh, that's my drink of choice. That's why I hang out. Um, Beautiful. And, and like I said, occasionally I'm on Twitter, but LinkedIn is is the best place. Beautiful. Let me see. I have one more quick comment. Oh, I like that. Achochi just joined us, and he says. Be your own DJ, Andrew Davis. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thanks for tuning exactly. in. Okay, guys, don't go anywhere. I have to say goodbye to Andrew. And uh, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your insights. Uh, thanks for having me. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Up now is going to be our Engage News of the Week. So I want to share with you that our Engage News of the Week is actually a tip this week. And this tip is an amazing way to help you stand out on LinkedIn, whether you're looking for a job or you're looking to attract new clients or leads. Now, I'm sure you're aware LinkedIn text editors do not allow bolding, italics, emojis, any of those things on your LinkedIn profile. However, thanks to techfancy.com, and I'm popping up the actual URL for you so you can screenshot and go visit it after the show. It has a Unicode text converter that allows you to do all of those things. So if you want to add bold doc, um, font to your profile, if you want to add an emoji, let me show you an example of exactly what I'm talking about. Check this out. So we actually went to textfancy.com. We used their font text converter and we created a post and then we went ahead and used the text fancy Unicode converter to really like zhuzh up. And I love that word, zhuzh up the post. We've got the post before on the left and then the post after on the right. And as you can see, now there's emojis, there's bolded font. The post looks completely different. It's way more engaging. 
And you know, this is an easy and simple way for you to stand out online and on LinkedIn. So make sure you check that out. That is our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week. And this week, it's a great tip to help you stand out on LinkedIn. If you're just tuning in and you missed the show today with Andrew Davis, or you think some friends or colleagues would benefit from all of the tips and insights that Andrew shared with us, make sure you visit Engage's Facebook page. Give us a like and a follow. And also check us out on LinkedIn as well. Be sure to follow us because we will post the show in video and podcast format for you to watch or share. And we'll also be able to invite you to future talks here at Engage. If you have any questions at all, or you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'll put up my LinkedIn name to find me on LinkedIn there at the bottom and also my email address as well. If you have any topic suggestions for our expert guests or would like more information about Engage, you can reach me there. And of course, I want you to check out Engage.com after the show. Make a reminder for Monday because Monday our new platform interface will be completely rolled out and ready for you to use. So subscribe to Engage. It's absolutely free. Free forever tools. And I do want to put up our LinkedIn as well. So you can check us out, engage at LinkedIn. Our next digital marketing Ask the Expert show is going to be next Tuesday, April 20th at 1 p.m., where we will share LinkedIn profile tips and tricks to help you get noticed in this new digital resume era. So make sure you tune in next Tuesday for our guest. And I believe that is all from us today. Thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to check out engage.com. My name is Marissa Morgan. On behalf of myself, Engage, and our guest host, I'll pop him up again for a minute, Andrew. Hey. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys again next Tuesday. Adios from Engage. Thank you so much for watching.